time to make a pizza. Hey, a, 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 a quattro formaggi. For the one. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, a ten, eleven, a twelve, a thirteen original spices. Oh, very good. Is it secret spices? Secret. Uh, yeah. I guess there's some some spices are secret. Mm, so it's thirteen some sort of spices. Thirteen is unlucky number of spices. Hmm. <laughs> Don't the thirteenth spice. <laughs> That's why, uh, if you look at most spice racks, uh, it's the the buttons skip the number thirteen, and it goes straight from spice number twelve to spice number fourteen. What's Num- the secret thirteen spice? Well, number seven will shock you. <laughs> <laughs> I guess this is the episode. <laughs> uh, this is, hello, everybody. Well, you're listening to uh, a podcast called Check Please Behind the Magic. It's uh, a sort of a series of, I guess you would call it, what do you call it? Intermissions? It's After the end of uh, season yeah, they're one. intermissions. They're intermissions. Well, we're waiting for season two to be delivered. Um, it's <laughs> out, it's, get here? It's out of our hands. Um, this week, did I you uh, reason... did you remember to get pi- order pineapple on season two when you ordered it? <laughs> uh, I ordered it with uh, one of one of everything. I said, oh. <laughs> put, 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 <laughs> put one of everything on the pizza pie. <laughs> I said it like that, and uh, we'll see. <laughs> they, were, they were probably pretty pretty upset. Yes, they seemed they seemed upset, but um, it, that, and that might be why it's taking a while to get here. But your money still spends, so I do. I give them a hefty tip mm. uh, when, when they when they arrive. Um, they come to the door and you say uh, to get past the water shrine in Zelda. Oh, tip tricky. Um, mm. You know. Oh. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, here we are. It's an episode. Uh, I'm Stephen. And he's Stephen, and this is a show where we go behind the magic of Check Please. We look at the the little the glimmers, the sort of the things that have glistened in the light in the night, right? When the Spe- when speaking. the light has shone onto Check Please, and we take a quick <laughs> uh-huh. we take a quick pickaxe at them, and we like sort of we dig out what those gemstones could be. Are they going to be uh, diamonds or is it fool's gold? You'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> on this uh, exciting episode of Check Please Behind the Magic. Why? Uh, wouldn't it be gold or fool's gold? No. Like, who's, who's looking at fool's gold and saying, I'm not sure if this is a diamond? Well, it just glistened. It glimmered and they were... Oh, okay. Like, okay. These are people who are, like, uh, almost blind. Um, <laughs> from working right. in the mines. They've gone, they've gone mine crazy. We're here to talk to you today about unionizing. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking born, of things, you don't want to get the black lung, right? I didn't want to interrupt, but uh, I had a, I had a, a smooth segue that I'm going to yeah. still use. Mm-hmm. Speaking of going behind things, yeah. uh, what's behind us right now is episode 58. This being episode 59, mm-hmm. uh, and I feel like we had a few, a few apologies, a few corrections. Yeah, to I make. Just want, I, I just want to say ten more episodes to go, guys. <laughs> right in there. Oh. <laughs> Nice. Uh, was that a was that a preemptive nice? Yeah, episode sixty nine count starts now. <laughs> you, you know? 
<laughs> Count get, down to it. Keep your eyes peeled. And that's, uh, each number kicks up. <laughs> for this, for this episode on, we're, we're right. coming in at number ten. Ooh, ooh, baby. Um, so apologies and corrections. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Dolphins are not a subcategory of porpoise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else? Um, I think I said that. Dolphins and dogs converged at some point evolutionarily. I believe. I think everyone. I was looking at it in reverse. I meant that they diverged at some point, but I was thinking. Oh no 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 no! no. You're thinking of divers. They go in the water. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Dolphins and divers uh, interact at some point. Dolphins, divers, and dogs. (laughs) (laughs) The new guy. Dolphins, divers, and and dogs. Mm. Yeah. That would be pretty good. Could we get Guy Fieri? <laughs> yeah, I think, we, I think we can get Guy wait, Fieri. Wait, wait, would Guy Fieri thrive in an aquatic environment? D- do you think he has a brother, Guy Watery? Gil Fieri. Uh, ooh, Gil Fieri. <laughs> Guy Fieri with a nice pair of gills on the side of that neck. <laughs> on the side not... of that... That side of that well-collared uh, <laughs> neck. That, that fire emblem. Lot of, yeah, he has a lot of space for gills. He could have like I think like if if you ever do you does, think he, does he does wear his, do you think he has pop he, he unpops his collar from time to time and there's a pair I of gills. I think he does. Yeah. Back there. Uh, what if in the next season of Divers Dinans and Drives? Um, I said that wrong. Whatever. Uh, what if in it's the called, next uh, season Dolphins Divers and Ducks? Yes. <laughs> he's just wearing a lot of scarves. It's not <laughs> not explained, not addressed. Maybe a tasteful ascot. That's because uh, it's be been bit by a Dracula. Could Guy Fieri pull off an ascot? Like, not um, changing any of his other fashion. Yeah, I think so. I think, well, I, I don't know. He, he definitely could pull off an ascot if um, he, like, wore a beret as well. And oh, some, like, dark, dark glasses. <laughs> <laughs> and he looks at the hottest beat poetry. I, I think do- you're describing... I think, I think you're getting him confused with his cousin, Gil Fieri. Oh, Gil Fieri. Yeah, I'm thinking of Gil Fieri. Um, um, what other corrections do we have to make? Which ones have I made? There's something we needed to apologize for. Oh yeah, you should ap- apologize I for never seeing. I to apologize for talking about how a dolphin came on its own stomach. Oh, um, but what, <laughs> what else should I apologize for? Uh, I was hoping you'd apologize for not saying your name, but it seems like you're holding that up this episode too, refusing yeah, I to introduce yourself. Yeah, I haven't got any emails. Well, the thing I think is, because I think this is a thing maybe in the podcast now, maybe a reason why we haven't had any emails asking right. about my name, is because I think people get it <laughs> at this point. But I mean, they, uh, attentive members of the, attentive secretaries of the treasury, Yeah, already, they already know your name. They know the name. No, oh, R.I.P. to Chris Cornell, uh, oh. we should say, at this point. Uh, creator of the... Well, I don't know about creator, but it's definitely the singer of the uh, the theme song to Casino Royale. Uh, you know my name. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> and yeah. yeah uh, that was a journey. Uh, no, journey um, was uh, Don't mm-hmm. Stop Believing. I know, okay. You don't even need to make the joke. <laughs> uh... 
I was trying to think. I didn't write down a list. I just had a vague idea that there was things we needed to be ashamed of doing in the previous episode. There's always uh, things to be ashamed of, but you move forward. Now, um, yeah, well, you do that by apologizing for them. Mm, I've, um, I've, I think uh, I, I, I retold an anecdote, mm. which I heard on a podcast I listened to roughly five years ago. Yeah. Uh, and I retold it from memory, and I got it surprisingly right, but some details were wrong. Would you uh, like to uh, correct those details? No, now, I don't. I sure? don't remember which details, but you okay. can find the story if you Google for um, dolphin researcher living in house or dolphin house. I think or dolphin I, sex party or dolphin sex party. Well, that was the thing. Was yeah. Uh, they did give the dolphin hand jobs mm-hmm. to calm it down. Um, and at the time, there was tabloids and stuff running, like full issues claiming that there was sex happening. And I think I, said, I think I said it was only a rumor, so I covered myself for that. But there was other things about the amount of government involvement wasn't as high. Uh, and the roles of some of the people in the story I was unclear of. Uh I don't know, it's an interesting read. You can find it on the internet. Now, what are we talking about this week? Uh, I, I would just want to say that I think that um, an animal that if you are going to have sex with uh, in the water, the humpback whale, because it's right there in the name. Oh, um, yeah. No, so, wait, humpback whales are very large, right? Yeah, but hump, 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 humpback, hump, like hump. Like, uh, you know how like people say humping? People that like, like... Like humps, twenty yards again. Ahead. Yeah, that's what people do after they they <laughs> hump, uh-huh. hump, they're humping, <laughs> humping each other, humping, humping away, humping away. <laughs> so <laughs> ten more minutes of that. It's <laughs> like you repeating the same word. Is that funny? Is that is that a substitute for humor? Just I think it, away. it's just, just humping away, humping away, hump, hump, hump humping away. Yeah. I don't. Uh, I, I, I hate those read. humpback accounts on Twitter. <laughs> uh, speaking of an interesting read, I am thirty pages away from the end of uh, the Name of the Wind. Mm, uh, attentive, uh, attentive secretaries of the Treasury will recall that we discussed that book mm-hmm. like way back when, and promised to eventually do a book club episode on it. Yeah, I think we did a brief bit of a book club episode, and maybe I should go back and listen to that. Yeah, uh, I, I said some words about it, yeah. I think. But we'll try and do like a proper. Is that, uh, is that some good tea? Soon. This is a glass of water. I'm drinking. Oh, I'm a I also have a glass of water. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's too good for tea. Ugh. <laughs> too hot <laughs> but tea. not not too good to keep drinking. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> What else have we got on the news? <laughs> What's in the news? Um, let me see. Well, um, I, I might have said it on the show, but I think like maybe we should talk about... Uh, this is the episode to do it. Uh, in, in July, July 1st, which is like a month and a bit away, like a month and a week and a bit away, Yeah, uh, I'm going to be um, going to a Mega Game event in Leeds. So that'll be fun for the podcast to know oh, about. Oh, you mentioned that. Will you bring? Will you get like a Zune HD, like some sort of portable recording uh, oh, set up. I should do. Run around the podcast live, except well, probably not live, but podcast from the Mega Game. I don't think that I will, but I will talk about it afterwards. <laughs> okay. 
Well, listeners have that content to look forward to in a bit over a month. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I don't, I don't know. I think um, I'm looking forward to it and looking to see how it goes. Um, so a I... mega game, this is uh, like a large-scale LARP kind of situation. Uh, it's, it's like 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 your tag, except some people are dressed up as zombies. Well, uh, no, no, no. Does it take multiple days? Because I've heard about games like that, where it's like over the span of co- a couple days. Well, uh, mega games generally, they come in two flavors, which is either like a war game type one, uh, like a, a sort of a battle one, or like a political conflict type one, which is what this one's going to be. And it's oh. not so much like... Uh, LARPing in the sense of like there's no like sword play you know right. there's no like unless uh, you unless you make sword play a part that's of it. true that's true you could so make you said it was play. a political one on the first day you should file a bunch of motions to like uh, set up defenses in case of the inevitable zombie outbreak uh, legislate swords um, things things like that that's true legislate also all, sheriffs have swords now all police have swords <laughs> <laughs> and do that day one before any zombies show up. <laughs> All police have swords. It's vital in the 21st century. <laughs> All police have swords. All uh, police do. Uh, you don't have. Um, I didn't watch much of The Walking Dead and one. And, uh, one no, I haven't don't either. Have, don't have horses anymore because that only ends sadly. Um, mm, zombie horses. Yeah. Right. Is that what happens? Uh, no, I don't think the zombies. I don't think horses become zombies. I think they just, oh, get, they just eaten. get eaten. Okay. Yeah. Mm. I don't think I don't think there's any other. Do you know what they should have done? Beings. Should have given all the horses swords. Yeah. Well, isn't the is it a thing in The Walking Dead or is it a different thing? I know that it wasn't the Resident Evil games. They go to a zoo and all the animals are zombies. <laughs> oh. They've all been bitten. Um, That's like the We Bought a Zoo Halloween edition. Yeah. But uh, uh, zombies. That's that's how what it would be called. That's a good name mm-hmm. for it. You should write that. <laughs> uh-huh. um, I should write that name on like a sticky note. Yeah, write it down. Send it off to Hollywood. Yeah, <laughs> hey, Hollywood. You know that new name for a hypothetical uh, property you were looking for. Well, listen to this. Zombies and the sequel, Tombies. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, and it's mummies. Yes. Oh, that's even better. Okay, good. Okay. It's a franchise now. <laughs> yes. Uh, do you think we could have crossover with uh, the Airbuds? Airbuddies. Uh, 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 two <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't have to be too creative. We have the brand power of uh, Airbuddies on our side. Uh, these mega games. Mm-hmm. I think I saw uh, uh, an article a while back about um, uh, what's what's one of those one of those dinguses in the Trump administration. I, I forget which one specifically. One of them was involved in some political mega game when he was uh, when he was in high school. Uh, okay, it was just vaguely some stories about how like on the first day he kind of took over with his charisma and yelling at all the other kids. Uh, oh. and like planned a bunch of stuff but also kind of ruined it for everyone and was and shitty you know, what what you would expect from some sort of like tox, toxic max, masculinity uh, from some someone in the Trump campaign 
Yeah, um, this is a one day event. I think the one I'm going to. It's like a like it's multiple hours. Like I think it's about an eight hour game. I think something maybe okay. like I don't know. And um, that's like a work shift. Do you think yeah. you're going to show up and they're going to have pitched as like some political mega game, uh, but then they just have you filing taxes for like the local government, <laughs> filing forms and auditing taxes? Cool. Um, they they did a Game of Thrones one a bit ago, which exists and has photos of it, but I don't know if maybe they were just lies. <laughs> um, that is possible. Hmm. Hmm. Well, we'll have to wait a bit over a month to hear yeah, more about this, listeners. I don't have any further information at this point. At this point, so uh, we'll see. What else is in the news? Ooh, um, the news is that what this show is? Is that what we'll do? <laughs> the news show. It's the media show. We're going behind the magic, um, and that's a promise we haven't really met yet. <laughs> we mostly just we shit did. about for thirty minutes. We talked about the magic. We did it. Well, there isn't much magic to talk about. The first 52 or whatever episodes of Check, Please, they weren't that magical. I think we can all agree. Right? Oh, so you're saying that, like, this is, like, an episode-by-episode thing that we're doing. Like, this is, uh, like, the first bunch of episodes we don't really want to talk about them or need to talk about them. (laughs) And eventually... When we get to an interesting... Episode. Sure, uh, I think that'll be the point where we're doing the first uh, Behind the Magic episode about the first Behind the Magic episode. Now, I think that'll get good. That's when the show got great D- to you, <laughs> do you think? That's what they'll say. Definitely when we get to this episode, that's going to be probably the oh, best one. Now that'll be interesting. Now, that is a, that's what I call the good episodes. Now, that's <clears> what <throat> I call pod racing. Uh... We used to talk about Star Wars a lot. What was up with that? Yeah. Are you, are you a big Star Wars fan? Because I'm not really at all. Uh, I mean, you know, I'll, I'll throw in a reference to an IG-88 and a, a Jawa <laughs> now and again. <laughs> sure. Um, you know, I want to know where when, when Luke's going to go to Toshi Station to pick up those power converters. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, I think I... I the blue hmm. milk, right? Everyone, oh, right. And then they, and then they called back the the blue milk and the and the other, and they were drinking the blue milk again. The who milk? The blue Sorry, milk. You lost me. This is this is some sort of Star Wars deep cut. No, it's a very obvious thing. It's in the first one. It's very early on where <laughs> Luke is drinking some blue milk with uh, Aunt Beru and Uncle Owen to uh, uh, um, to find. To sort of show the audience that we're not in Kansas anymore. <laughs> the milk's blue here. Yeah. This ain't your granddaddy's uh, milk. <laughs> okay. Wow. Um, yeah, Star Wars. I mean, I watched all the movies like anyone else in our relative age range. Uh, mm-hmm. I liked a lot of the video games, but... Mm. Ooh, what, what, what video games did you play? Uh, you know, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, uh, Star Wars Battlefront, uh, some of the X-Wing Rogue Squadrons. They were good games. I used to play um, one of the... Well, I think I played both of the uh, pod racing games. I don't think I played either of them. Now, was that pod racing? <laughs> yeah. Darth Vader shows up in every scene and says, 
Now that was pod racing. Is it that's what is it that's pod racing or is it that's what I call pod racing? What's the line? The line is hi, I'm Darth Vader <laughs> in the future and I endorse the concept of this thing that I'm doing, which is being a child and <laughs> not only am I being a child, but I'm behind the wheel of a a dangerous vehicle that flies with a sort of a core reactor thing mm-hmm. and uh, not uh, this some I will do it in this race for you now because I'm destined by Jedi's to win the race and they'll they <laughs> now, bet, this is a long quote <laughs> they bet, they bet me in a in a thing with uh with the the racist Jewish caricature mm-hmm. but I will call back to this when I Jedi am. mind tricks don't work on him. Only money. <laughs> <laughs> but I will call back to this in the future when I'm on the, the, the dangerous place and I go up into the sky um, and I shoot <laughs> down in the war. And he says it, he says that exact quote both times <laughs> when, he, when he's doing it and so, when he's I mean, calling back to it. All that vague force bullshit. I think it's implied that some Jedi can see the future, so... Maybe yeah. Okay. Um, you know hmm. he was he was born through immaculate conception. Do we talk about that on the show? Because I think like we mentioned it recently, or maybe that was somewhere else. The, but you brought up how it was really dumb, and I agreed that I have no idea why they did that. But like the emperor and and the other the other guy that the other Sith Lord that was like mm-hmm. whatever they like they make the Force jizz up into a woman. <laughs> Wait, they did They did that? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't... Is this some sort of extended universe? No. In the third of the prequels, in the yeah. uh, the the Revenge of the Sith or whatever, the Return right. of what, all that, um, like, the Emperor is like, hey, Anakin, let me tell you something about the power of the Force and why, like, the dark side will be able to, like, help with your things. Because, like... Uh, with this situation that you've got with the uh, the pregnancy or whatever, if it goes wrong, uh, you're gonna want to use like uh, the dark force. The I remember dark there the being force. like some big long story about some Sith Lord who was able to heal people with the force or yes. became immortal or something. Was that supposed to be saying that uh, that he was Anakin's father? Yeah, he, yeah. He says he says more than that. He says like, as in he, this guy was so good with the force, he could heal himself and whatnot. And me and him, we teamed up. We did some experiments. One of them, including uh, jizzing up into a woman with the force. <laughs> they, they did a lot of experimenting life. in college, you know. Yeah, creating life. I think he um, says like creating life with the force, as in like making a person. Is so very I, explicitly coded. If, if that's true, I, I didn't pick up on any of that. But as I said, I'm not your Star Wars mega fan. Yeah, that's why the other title for the episode three is yeah. My Two Dads. <laughs> okay. Hmm. I'm really surprised that George didn't like uh, make it more obvious, like do a Anakin, I am your father in a convoluted sort of way kind of thing. Well, I mean, that is that whole scene, is him I saying guess. that. I um, guess. It really is for the mega fans, huh? Yeah. 
That's yeah, why but... the uh, the poster for episode three mm-hmm. was uh, Darth Vader, uh, like holding his hand up to the camera of the poster, and and, and then in white text, "Who's your daddy?" <laughs> right, and now. Uh... I think I did hear about this, and a lot of it was because uh, after George Jr., George J.R. Jar Jar um, uh, died, and uh, George Lucas immortalized him as Jar Jar and made him <laughs> such a pivotal character that yeah. swayed the entire uh, council to uh, give up democracy or whatever and form the Empire. Uh and that was his one way of like immortalizing his child. The uh, all the subplot about the immaculate conception and all that was uh, sort of him tipping his hat to the guilt he felt over his failed attempts to clone his son and bring him back. And it's just Star Wars is really a look into the tortured mind of George Lucas, and that's why I don't consider any of the uh, extended canon or uh, the new movies to really be part of the Star Wars mythos? I don't either. And, like, how come, right? How come? Mm -hmm. Like, the Senate. Everyone loves the Senate. It's a big part of the first three films, right? All these political (laughs) entries. Everyone's walking around talking about how much they love the Senate. Yeah, the Senate. The Galactic Senate. Mm -hmm. And, um, so, yeah, the Emperor, like, uh, takes control of the Senate and is there and like all that stuff but then at the very start of the first or well, the fourth movie they dissolve the Senate the Senate has like been dissolved like what's the point of that you had like and also how did it take that long because it's like 20 years of uh, nothing uh, I guess it's it's not some sort of 8 hour political mega game these things they take years and years to happen the slow cogs of uh, political progress but he's like he's a dictator, and he's like straight up from the end of now, the movie. And do you think he like, meant that they dissolved the Senate in like some sort of large vat of acid? <laughs> uh, I don't, I, maybe it's possible. But also, then the other thing as well, after the sixth, maybe movie, they fed. Wait, if they fed the entire Senate to the Sarlacc. Uh, doesn't the Sarlacc slowly dissolve people over a long period of time? I don't know. There's some reference to that. Boba Fett's just sort of in there for a while, and then he gets out, doesn't he? In the uh, books. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> well, I'd like... have to check the books on that one. Hmm. What's up with all the Fets? Oh, you mean Django Fett and also all the clone troopers? Yeah, there's a lot of Fets running around. I guess you don't know what's up with them. <laughs> well, I mean, what do you want? What do you want out of that? I was just wondering what was up with them. Never mind. Well, Django Fett is the guy that's used as a template for all the clone troopers. Mm-hmm. And then Boba Fett is a clone of Django Fett, like the best clone, who's right. allowed to grow up, like, aged normally, as opposed to uh, the rapid aging. And yeah, the, uh, and wasn't there something like that was his payment for donating his genetic material? Was that was, they gave him a son? Which was himself, yeah. And then shortly later, his son watches him get killed by the Jedi, I think? Yeah, maybe. Hmm. I, yeah, I think he does die. I don't know what the deal is exactly, but yeah. Okay, uh, another question. I'm just going to Google this quickly. The name of 
Boba Fett's ship. Oh, uh, Slave One. Yeah, what's up with that? Is it because he's a bounty hunter? Let's see if there's some sort of meaning to this. Or maybe that won't be an interesting thing at all. Oh, to, why Why is it called Slave One? Yeah. Is he a slave to his father's, uh, like, his past? To the memories of his father being killed by the Jedi? Oh, yeah, here's uh, on his Wikipedia page, there's a picture of him cradling his father's helmet, swearing vengeance against the Jedi who killed Jango. It doesn't really do that, though, does he? No, he becomes a bounty hunter and just, by happenstance later, is sent out against uh, the last Jedi, as it was. And uh... Is there some sort of, like, interstitial period where he does get some sort of vengeance? No, because all the Jedi die. I guess so. <laughs> huh. Do you think I'm... he counts that as a win? Well, I mean, they are being mostly killed by him, right? As in the, the clones of uh, Jango. That is, that is true. That is true. Do you think he they should do... have been the one that, like, he should have sort of pushed a button? Do you think to do that? <laughs> as like a like an honorary thing, like letting him cut a ribbon. <laughs> well, like I think there should have been some sort of connection in the fact that, like, because they're all Django clones. He should have, like, right. and also Some because he's of... not compliant as they are. They're, they're, like, bred to be compliant, and he's okay. just, like, normal. He could have, like, like you I know, want... overridden them with his DNA in a <laughs> sure. machine. Sure. Maybe they could have done some sort of Duncan Idaho subplot where he gets the memories of all the clones or something. Yeah. I bet that happened in one of the extended universe books. Oh, that would be cool. And uh, and and he, he what I want him to do in the movie, and they could edit uh-huh. this back in <laughs> in the next special edition. I'm sure they will. Yeah, is to have little the little Boba Fett to have Ooh. like some sort of a machine in the factory where all the Django clones are being made, and he put his hand into it, and he. Like like some sort of machine where you ha- you put your hand into both of the things and he puts them into it and he like twists his hands and like beep 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 and then it goes like kill all the Jedi and then he goes <laughs> yes sure um, he has to turn two keys simultaneously punching mm-hmm. the codes uh oh shit okay one second no. I don't want this. I have this Wikipedia page about Boba Fett open, and it started right. playing an ad with a uh, with volume. Oh, with no, music. no, it we don't want. We don't. Want. me off. Yeah, but I wanted to read this paragraph. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. It stopped. Uh, no, it, it's still going. This is really dis- tra- distracting. Let me. Do you want me to try get to... it? I'm gonna refresh the page and then just disable scripts. Okay. Um, and hopefully it'll give me enough time to read this paragraph I wanted to read. So as as commented earlier in this episode, neither of us is a particularly big Star Wars fan, right? I'm not that into it. Especially, I mean, hey, well, it's okay. spend, I like we've I'll, done multiple episodes, and this being another about Star Wars. I like playing the Star Wars role playing game, 
um, when I played that oh, with I missed uh, that. Will and Adam. You missed yeah, that yeah, one. I got yeah, to be I a robot. There. I did a lot of beep, yeah, beep. Kind of oh, give me a second. I'm going to read this paragraph before oh, the the ad starts playing volume again. Uh, so it says, During the development of the prequel trilogy, at one point Lucas considered depicting Anakin Skywalker and Fett as brothers, but discounted it uh, as too hokey. So, and further stuff just says that they considered having him be more prominent in the prequels after that anyways, and then just kind of left him out in the end, uh, saying that he would be too young, but then I guess they included him again anyways? This seems to contradict... It says they considered including him in episode three, but then didn't because he would have been too young at that point, but they did. Okay, Wikipedia, get the hell out of here. <laughs> Star Wars nerds, what's their problem? <laughs> all these different shit. continuities, all these different extended universes. Oh, it's messing with the minds, that's yeah, what I think. Yeah, I just Let's wanted see. to talk about... Um, so they Why make like a, is Boba oh. Fett's ship called Slave 1? That's all I wanted to know. Same here. I got distracted. I don't think it was in the Wikipedia article I was looking at. Sorry, Wikipedia. Do you have an now answer? Now there's there's two here. Now there's the one here, uh, a result from BobaFettFanClub.com <laughs> slash board slash topic slash 3140 slash on naming the Boy. ship slave one. Uh, and that's from 19th of November, November 2008. But there's also a Reddit page uh, so we'll see what we get on the first one first from uh, from Boba Fett. After watching the Slave One clip from Star Wars Robot Chicken Episode Two, I got to wondering about the name for Boba's craft. Why did Django name it the Slave One? Does anyone know the story behind that? That's from Moss North. Uh, Tuesday, now, do you think November it was a tip 8th, of the hat to uh, the the future film uh, Django Unchained? Yes, I do. But here we go. <laughs> okay. I'll just read some following. Uh, the, I'm not going to give the uh, the usernames of all these people because that would be too much. But uh, here's one. Don't know. It's not explained <laughs> why. Here's another one. Uh, this is a, this is of a reference to Jar Jar Binks in this one. It's Misa is having no idea. That is a good question. And about Slave One, has anyone else noticed it changes colors? No. Let's uh, say over the years. Yeah. No, I, no, I mean it changes during the same episodes. That is surely a mystery to me. Which is why its name is Slave One, or why it changes colours. It's named Slave One because after Django's Mandalorians were defeated on Galdoran, or Galadran, he was sold by the governor into slavery for like six years. Yeah, that's the correct answer. That takes place in open seasons. The naming of the ship takes place in the game Bounty Hunter. Interesting. Awesome. Thanks. I knew that if anyone knew the answer to this, it would be somebody here. Much thanks to the real McCoy and Mieber for your respective input. Somebody should add that info to the Slave One wiki entry. I would Someone do it, but I don't really have any knowledge of the story behind it. Bah. Wiki would just change it back. That you do that. You go to an article... You go to change an article to be correct, and they change it back. Happens to me every single time. I gave up. That's one of the reasons not to trust wikis, because they're not always accurate. I use the official source, StarWars.com's databank. I also trust my memory to be correct on most things. I'm like a sort of walking wiki. I know most of the answers and whatever I don't know I can lie about. 
yeah, yeah, the original ship brackets Django close brackets was called Justice Legacy or something. Yeah, that was before before that it was just a Marils, I believe. Bounty Hunter, great game. Actually, prior to the, the Django past, I thought the ship was named Slave One to that Boba had no real attachment to anything. He saw it merely as a means to an end. <laughs> uh, although I think it's truly one of the only positions that Boba is fond of, but is prepared to sacrifice if necessary. Yeah, before they came up with Django, I'm sure it was named that for an entirely different reason than what it is now. I'm inclined to agree with Mel's theory. Cool. I never really knew there was an actual story behind it. The look of Boba Fett's Slave One ship is quite odd, isn't it? One of the weirdest looking ships in the entire Star Wars saga, but it's an interesting look as well. That's pretty cool. There isn't, there is actually an interesting story behind it. A modified Fire Spray 31. There are only six or five made in the galaxy being used as a prisoner transport ship. Uh, being used in transport ships. Uh, during a prison riot, Django stole one of these ships and renamed it Slave One. After his death in the Battle of Geonosis, Boba inherited it. The best explanation is that the craft is only a tool and the slave designation is an indication of its purpose as only a tool and a direct counterpoint to the common practice of ship captains to give their new craft names uh, personalities and a level of respect normally called sentient beings. In this line of work, any personal attachment is potentially deadly. The one indicator of their code is that the fire spray was initially created as a police craft. It represents order. That all being said, I'm not sure. <laughs> okay. Well, there you have it. The... Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'd just like to read maybe a little bit from the Reddit. Okay. Yeah, no, no problem. One. Uh, why did Boba Fett name his ship the Slave colon number? Just gonna drink some water. Also, the Millennium Falcon. The ship names in Star Wars are so damn cool, and of course, now I see a typo. It should read ships. Um, it was in fact Jango Fett who named the ship Slave One after taking it from its hangar and destroying all the other ships docked there. Your guess is as good as mine why he named it that, but the best bet is that it sounds very intimidating and rather mysterious, just like its owner. The Millennium Falcon actually had several names before it wound up as a famous smuggling ship. It got its final and most famous name after one of its owners compared it to an extremely swift flying species called a Bat Falcon, and no one else had the heart or imagination to name it anything else. I believe, and if I'm remembering this right, uh, this is from the Tales of the Bounty Hunters collection, it's so cold because he can control it remotely. He has all the controls slaved to his personal calm. I had the best explanation for this. They're all the same. Boba just calls one ship a different name each mission to give the illusion of being able to afford multiple ships. Wouldn't the most feared bounty hunter in the galaxy be able to spring for more than one ship? Well, he could spend the money he's saving on ships to upgrade the slave. That way, it actually seems like he's using a different ship. The name implies Boba's dominion <laughs> over the vessel. <laughs> the ship is explicitly a slave to do whatever its master commands. Yeah, he's kind of a control freak. Here's a personal theory I worked up as an 11 year old when TPM first came out. Kids <laughs> to grow up to be Boba Fett, the only childhood friend of Anakin to escape, to also escape Tatooine. In a statement of his victory over slavery, he named his ship Slave One, or to read another way, Slave one, W-O-N. I was so disappointed when this didn't pan out. It would have been amazing and would have explained the rapport between both characters in the SB. That's Empire Strikes Back to the Layman. Uh, ship names in Star Wars are so damn cool. You should check out Ian Banks' culture series. I think their names are better. The ships are sentient and smart-ass <laughs> and name themselves. <laughs> Any examples? Here you go. And then there's a list of... Uh, Link, uh, uh, link to a list of spy, uh, spacecraft in the culture series for the wiki page. 
Uh, originally, Slave One was a prototype police vehicle from the asteroid prison Uvo 4. There were only six of the model in the entire galaxy, all on Uvo 4. Acting on tip for the elevator manager, Django made his way to, into the uh, asteroid prison's uh, hangar base and stole a fire spray class vessel along with Wessel. Uh, during their escape, Django launched two missiles in the hangar bay housing the other five fire spray vessels and destroyed them to deny any chance of being pursued, leaving his, his the only ship of its type in existence. Sometime later, Django would rename his uh, new ship Slave One. It was not until Kuat Systems Engineering reintroduced the fire spray line several decades later that other examples of the class would again be seen. It was never explained why Django named it Slave One. In the video game Star Wars Bounty Hunter, we actually see the moment Django names his ship. His agent and friend Roz remarks that it's catchy. That's all I really know. And that's the end of uh, <sighs> that, that Reddit page as well. Hey, Will. Yeah? Fuck you. Hey, fuck you too, everybody. Okay. And thanks for listening. <laughs> Reach for the stars. <laughs> Keep reaching for the Star Wars. Oh. It's the Star, Star, Star Wars podcast. Get out of here. Bye. Go. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry.